This week, it's all about the Sugar Man, another Adam pick, clearly. So dig through those dollar bins because you're listening to a kind of garbage first end cameo podcast. Welcome everyone to First in Cameo. Today we're talking about the marvelous Sugar Man. I'm Adam Bishop, and as always, I am joined by Dan Collins. Dan, how pumped are you for Sugar Man, a character that nobody knows about, nobody cares about except for me? And you, I feel like you had to waste your own time to look up anything about Sugar Man. Um, yeah, you know, I was gonna make a whole bunch of sugar-related jokes, but you just <laughs> ruined everything by not even giving me an opening. Oh, so. sorry. How sweet is the sugar man? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. How sweet is the sugar man? Jones in for that sugar man. Sugar man sucks, man. Sugar man's the best. (laughs) I love the sugar man. I'm going to talk about my first introduction to this amazing character. Um, It is from reading, I'm going to look at my shelf, the X-Men, the complete Age of Apocalypse epic. So I, I never read the Age of Apocalypse storyline when I was younger. I was always aware of it. I had the Magneto action figure that I think Toy Biz put out back in the day. But I didn't really know about Sugar Man. Once I, um, once I got the four um, epic collections, I, I read through them. And that's when I fell in love with Sugar Man. And yeah, my history of Sugar Man is going to comic book stores, asking for, I guess, like just different comic books. And then uh, eventually I wound up at Comic Alley Toys. And I saw all their Marvel figures. And I'm like, do you guys have Sugar Man? And they looked at me and they're like, what the fuck is Sugar Man? <laughs> I explain, it's this Marvel character, four arms, like really ugly. And then they go, oh my God, I think we do have that. So they dig it out of like a bin. And they're like, this is him, right? I'm like, that's the Sugar Man. Yes, because Sugar Man only had one action figure. And it was part of the mutants. Um, shit, what was it called? Oh, it's like the mutated or mutants or monster mutants, I think where you had like a beast monster, a Wolverine monster, a sugar man monster and somebody else. I don't recall, but yeah, I got that sugar man from them. He didn't have the accessories, which is fine. Cause it was like a hammer and an ax. And when you um, pulled the trigger on the back, I think he hissed or laughed, but <laughs> that, that does not work. I opened up that figure. I cleaned out the battery compartment, put brand new batteries in it. And that, that was a no go. So I assume that a, ki- a kid or adult played with it in the bathtub and just ruined the electronics. Ah, inside. Nice. Yeah, so that's my history with the Sugar Man. I love this character. I, I have a nice fat stack in my comic book box of just issues that he appears in and is, either plays a role or he's on the cover. So I, I had the pick of the litter for this one from my <laughs> personal comics. And I have five issues in front of me. And this is the first time I've owned all the comics that are on the list, especially for something that I picked. Because I, I might have had all the Shatterstar comics. I had them all in front of me. I'm not going to open them because they're all bagged. I should have opened them, but I did I did browse through them a little bit beforehand. Okay. So you said the pick of the litter. Well, I think Sugar Man is the runt of the litter. Oh, no. He, he's wah, the one that, yeah, that nobody wants. <laughs> uh, so is it is it, is his name Sugar Man or the Sugar Man or like what? I, I It's just Sugar Man. Let me look at the front. Okay. So I'm going to look at one. First thing, he walks into the DMV and he's like, yes, I need a license. First name, sugar, last name, man, please. So on the front of one of the issues that I have that says his name, have it as two words, sugar space man with a trademark after it as well. So Marvel went another way to trademark sugar <laughs> man. Because <laughs> it's so important. It is it's very so important. important to get that trademark on this character. Yeah. I'm also God looking forbid. Uh, Hasbro released. Um, it was sometime last year, an age of apocalypse wave of figures. And as you know, Sugar Man was the build a figure and I was so stoked and I, I have them on my shelf. I begged friends for their parts. I split on figures with them because I didn't need the figures. I just want the Sugar Man and Mr. The Sugar Man is, is on that shelf and he's beautiful. Isn't this a really bizarre pick for the build a figure though? Like, shouldn't he have been one of the ones where, cause like, what's the, the impetus to, collect all the figures because you are the only sugar man fan in the entire world yep the um <laughs> well so like why not have him just be the regular figure and the build a figure is like wolverine or something cool generally what happens with build a figures is they pick a big figure and one of sugar man's powers and i think it was a power over time which is he can manipulate how 
like he can shrink or grow. And that was from what I recall reading, it's only because, excuse me, it's only because when he was being drawn by different artists, it was a brand new character and they didn't know how big he was. So his size <laughs> kept on changing and there's like, fuck it, it's his power. He can, he can grow big and he can shrink down. Like, cause he doesn't use that power at all throughout the comics, except for a few examples where um, at one point, spoilers, he shrinks down to the size of, let's say a mouse and hops inside of Colossus's boot. That way he doesn't get killed as the X-Men are fighting. Well, not, I guess it is the X-Men are fighting Magneto or sorry, fighting Apocalypse himself. I was just going to say, I was as I was doing my research, like was that what you were saying? Was that um, shown or was that like retcon? It was shown in the comics. So I I, I don't even know if like that was um, like their intention because what, what, yeah, what I remember reading is that his size, they just kept on getting it wrong. So they're like, he can just he can grow and shrink. And then... Yeah, he goes into the boot, but like I don't know if that was retcon because it was part of the the Age of Apocalypse epic, like the actual storyline that they did over the whatever amount of years back in the nineties. Yeah, haven't read Age of Apocalypse, but I should. Oh my god, it's literally one of my favorite um, storylines. Lots of talking, like lots of talking. At one point, I would say thirty three percent of the of one page was just balloons coming off, like the word balloons coming off of Apocalypse. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's like a novel. Did Bendis write this? <laughs> I've, he must I, have. Yeah, I have no idea who wrote it, but I, <sighs> I, I like it. It's like, it's a great storyline. You got great characters, which turned into great action figures because that's what the 90s was about, selling action figures. And trading cards. Oh, trading cards. Too. Oh my, I, I saw tons of Marvel trading cards and the artwork is fantastic in some of them. The other ones, not so much. I only have uh, mostly DC trading cards left. I had almost a full set of like some of those ones that were really popular a few months ago. But when I went to go like look around, look around the old basement storage, all the Marvel cards were gone and all that was left was the DC cards. So I don't know what happened to them. I, I do remember buying Superman cards at one point. I've actually, I know why I bought them. They were widescreen cards. So two Ooh, cards widescreen. Yeah, two cards tall were about the same size as three cards, like three standard cards. Weird. Yeah. I, I bought them and I was like, cool. And I put them in my binder and I was like, these, <laughs> these are too big. Like the width was perfect, but the height, you just had them on like the bottom row and they just covered up half of the card above them. <laughs> You're just like, I guess this is why what, what I wanted. <laughs> And then did they have their own special uh, like sleeves and stuff that they were marketing for these widescreen cards? Uh, was it they... all about the accessories to make you rebuy everything you already owned? It's true. It, well, if that was the plan, they would have had to made, make the cards a little bit bigger so you could buy new binders as well. But yeah. um, that I don't I don't recall. I bought them at Raiders of the Lost Arcade when it was in yes. Lansdowne Place. I was little, yeah, my, my favorite it. place. Have memories of uh, going up there on going to Raiders on my first period spare during grade 12 and mm. uh, playing. Uh, what's the. Um, I can name all the games I've been in that arcade. <laughs> racing game, racing game. Um, in the middle of the arcade, they had Cruise in USA at one point. It was Cruise in USA. Yeah, definitely. Say, in the back corner, they had Lucky and Wild, where one person was the driver and the shooter, and then the second player was just a shooter. So you always you always fought over who was going to be lucky and who was going to be wild. <laughs> I can't believe you have this memorized. <laughs> um, at the, the closest to the cash register was a Neo Geo arcade, which had four games in, in it. Next to that one would be Terminator 2, the arcade game. And it was it wasn't for kids. So you had to ask for the step stool if you couldn't reach the <clears> guns, <throat> which when I was hilarious, little, I, I asked for that step stool. And then they had um, Killer Instinct 2 at one point. They had Adam's Family Pinball. Uh, once Cruising USA was done, they put Hydro Thunder in there. So yeah, I'm, oh my, I spent so much time in that place. I fucking love it. You still, you were, you ran a Facebook group that was memories of that arcade, didn't you? I, I posted on Facebook that I have the only picture that I'm aware of of the arcade. Which, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, in high school, we had a digital camera that, um, what it used for memory was a standard uh, 3.5 or 2.5, 2.5 inch disc. It's like that you put in your A drive in your computer and that's how it saved your pictures. And I went to the mall with it <laughs> and I took a picture of the arcade. So this is before digital cameras and everything. So yeah, um, I don't know if the mall has pictures of the arcade. I might ask them. It's like, I can definitely just go up and be like, oh, any pictures of the arcade? Cause I love the place. You should post on the uh, mall's web, the mall's Facebook page because you love doing that. 
uh, <laughs> I, I did post it um, in the throwback Thursday at one point. So I, they, they have the picture that I took, but the yeah. picture that I took is at the end of the life of the arcade when I found out they were closing. And that's why I took a picture and there's no um, big two player game in the center of the arcade where like cruising USA and hydro thunder was instead that was at the end of their life where they had a pool table for sale. So you, you couldn't play it, <laughs> but it was just for sale. And like, why would you guys do this? And they must've just thought, people are going to buy it. Somebody's going to buy it. So we're going to make like a thousand dollars and that's better than like five bucks and quarters. We're going to make a thousand dollars and stay open for one more month. Yeah. And then they left and then like the candy man went in there, not to be confused with the, um, is that the sugar stamp? man. <laughs> yeah. The sugar <laughs> man. That would have been a perfect segue back. It's true. Speaking of sugar man, Dan, <laughs> speaking of segues, I'll let you do the very first slab, which I am happy to say that all five, actually, I'm going to say, I, I have five comic books, which I did mention earlier. How many do you have? I have, um, I've got three and a quarter. Okay, cool. All I ripped five one of, in half. <laughs> all five of mine have been slabbed. Okay. My third one, or I've got three and then my quarter, I just started to look it up and I was just like, I give up and stopped halfway through. <laughs> Spoiler, Sugar Man is not a notable character. Even mine, I think, are like some of them might be a stretch. There's there's the notes are non-existent for any of them. I, I own all five. So I was just like, I'm going to use these and I can give notes of why each one of these means something to maybe the listeners or to me myself. So first up would be Generation Next number two. That is my very first one, yes. Yes, from Marvel Comics, April 1995. Scott Lobdell story, Chris Bacalow and Mark Buckingham cover and arts. The CGC notes don't even mention Sugar Man. They, they do not mention Sugar Man, no. <laughs> not, even, not even Sugar Man appearance, let alone first appearance of Sugar Man. Yeah, which it will be a, a note that I'll make after we're done here about that. <laughs> You're going to go yell at the CGC? Oh, no, I, there, I I have two personal notes for this one. Normally, I would look up internet notes, but this time I didn't have to look up internet notes. I have personal notes. Census says there is a grand total of nine, 9.8s. Four of those are CGC SSs that are signature series. Which is bizarre. So <laughs> yeah, so of the nine people that actually give a crap about Sugar Man, four of them care enough to have gotten one signed by somebody. Uh, one 9.6 and two 9.4s. That's it. For a total of 13 slabbed Generation Next number yes. two. Yes. Now, Generation Next, the, the, the series was only four issues. The, these are dollar bin comics. When I went, when I did my researching, none of these are available on eBay as a <laughs> CGC, CBCS, or a PGX. Shocking. Yeah, that, and that's what I expected for when, I, when even I was looking at the census. Some of them was like, oh, I might see these, but I'm, I'm definitely not going to see these on there. Yeah, it's unlikely if there's only been 13 slab that uh, one of them's on eBay randomly right now. Yeah, I kind of wish that I looked at Generation X issue one, three, and four, because I guarantee you the census would be pretty close for all of them. Because if a person is getting number issue number two signed by a, an artist, a writer, just anybody really in the comic book world, <laughs> I would assume that they're submitting all four issues all at the same time. Yeah. So here are my personal notes for this. This comic, Generation X number two, is the first cameo appearance of Sugar Man in silhouette. <laughs> Generation Next number three is the first full appearance of Sugar Man because in the second issue, as I've mentioned to Dan on Hey Kids Comics, uh, the radio show, <laughs> I ripped out the, uh, look, I have, I have multiple <laughs> copies of this, <laughs> of this comic. I ripped out the first appearance page of Sugar Man from my, like an additional issue of this that I had. And it's inside one of my comic boxes as the, the sleeve page, or it's like a carrying box. Anyways, in this issue, all you see is like an outline of him and then like white eyes. Where in the third issue of Generation X, you do get to see the him like not in the shadows. So that would be my note where this is the first cameo appearance if we're going that route. Because does a black silhouette count as an appearance of a character? I, that is a that is a great question. And like this I would consider this an actual cameo, not like that bullshit that CGC and everyone else has for Wolverine. But like, is it even a cameo if you don't know what the character is? Like you literally just see a shadow. 
I would say a cameo, like a one panel cameo works fine, but like usually you would actually see the character or something. Yeah, this in this, um, I'm not going to open it because it's going to make a lot of sound, but in this um, comic, <laughs> it's, um, it's a few panels of the silhouette and then um, zoom ins. Uh, I think it's Ileana Rasputin is uh, running away from Sugar Man with another character. It might have been Blink. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. Um, and it might not even be Ileana. No, it was. It was? Okay, cool. So she's yeah. she's running away from the Sugar Man and she says it's the Sugar Man's going to get us. She mentions him and the Sugar Man or just Sugar Man, I believe he hisses a few times. <laughs> but I don't recall if he talks. In issue three, he definitely does talk. And you get to see that sweet Sugar Man tattoo on one of his forearms. That's a big old red heart and just says sugar on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Sugar Man's ridiculous. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) Uh, This is from the heart of the worst period of of comics, 1995. Is that the worst period? I don't know. The worst period since 1985. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, like I... Uh, I don't mind this. I think a couple years later is where X-Men really, like X-Men in general, because that's when I'm the biggest fan of really falls off. I don't even know what happens after Age of Apocalypse. I'm, I'm, my trade paperbacks are in order by sagas or like crossover. Yeah. Mine, mine for X-Men, I'm going to look really fast. It goes Days of Future Past, uh, Executioner's Song, Fatal Attractions, Age of Apocalypse. And what <laughs> what crossover event or like, saga do you think i have right after age of apocalypse second coming um no well second coming is like it, it's in there but it's like it's a few trade paperbacks forward it is house of m and that was from like 2005 or something wasn't it yeah that was like a decade later yeah so x-men really fell off for a, a decade for me i'm sure if i looked it up i could see stuff that i actually enjoy between them but nah, not right now you know how i can tell like Looking at the um, cover to Generation Next and just the X-Men logo makes mm-hmm. me go, I don't want to read this. Like that's this is right before the logo. Um, it tilts and it gets a 3D like blocky version of this logo. So once it hits that is where I, I don't want to read it anymore. So because, <laughs> yeah, when I look at this, I'm like, oh, it has the flat X logo. I'm OK with that. Once it tilts a bit and then. Um, I, I wish I knew who the artist was because they drew like Gambit and um, I think his name was Joseph, who was the Magneto clone and just got fucking horrible. And I don't, I don't want to read it. Oh, that was um, Onslaught, the Onslaught period. The Onslaught saga. Yeah. Where is that? I own that. Where you that? own. Yeah. I was going to say you own that. Oh, there it is. It's it's on my two cell shelf. <laughs> I read it and it's fine. Anybody want to buy those uh, four Marvel epic books? Um, yeah. Um, okay. Two bucks a piece. I was going to say 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> I had no idea how much they're worth. I was going to say, make a deal with you before you look it up. <laughs> it's true. My uh, next book that I had picked, but you ruined it, was Generation Next number three. Oh, okay. Because I, I, because, and I tried, Adam. I want, <laughs> for the record, I tried. Okay. I stayed up until midnight last night researching, and I tried, but like, I couldn't find anything. So, like, all I have for for Generation Next number two is a solicit plot, like, of what happened. Like, there's nothing about what happened or, you know, what Sugar Man's appearance in here is that I could find. And so I was like, well, I might as well do the next issue because it's likely that that's an important issue as well. And according to you, I was right because it is an important issue because this is the actual first appearance of Sugar Man. So... Tell me the census. That's what I'm excited about now. This is this is new. This is what you're just saying. Yeah. So yeah. first we'll just go, uh, you know, once again, Marvel Comics, May 95, same credit, Scott Lookdale story, Chris Bacalo and Mark Buckingham cover and art. No mention of Sugar Man, period. And the census, there is eight nine point eights, no SSs. Really? Uh, two 9.6s and one 9.4. So it's almost right on with the previous issues. So that's 10 in total, right? 11. Uh, I, I can count. <laughs> Math is good. <laughs> yeah, no SSs, really. That's... No SSs. Why? Did you see the cover for Generation Next number two? Yeah. It's, it, I think it's great. It's um, uh, I'm looking at that guy. I think his name is Mondo. 
it's Mondo holding s- some girl by the hair and he's blowing off her face. And I don't know if that, I don't recall if that happens in the book, even though I just looked through it because I'm a bad host. Uh, um, I forgot to talk about my generation, uh, my experience with generation next number two. Ooh, okay. Which is on the uh, one, we went on one comic trip during the summer when things were were decent and it was okay to go do stuff. And we went to CBA and I was flipping through the bins in CBA and there was, I don't, did you, do you remember, do you, did you point out that this was his first appearance to me or did I find it and ask you? Um, I remember us talking about it. I, was I there? Yeah, you were there. This was, okay. yeah. Um... <laughs> was I there? Um, you probably said like, oh, Generation Hex. And I was like, oh, the Sugar Man. <laughs> probably really excitedly too. I, because uh, I think they had like two or three copies or something and they were two bucks a piece and I was going to buy them, all of them. I was going to buy all three because I was like, this is Adam's favorite character. First appearance for two bucks. I should buy all of these. And then I looked around went flipping through the bins and couldn't come up with anything else to buy. So I just put them back rather than wait in line to pay for these dollar comics. That's fair. <laughs> so that is my only experience with Sugar Man. Man, I should take the silhouette of Sugar Man and print it up and get that tattooed somewhere. <laughs> you should get a heart with sugar on it tattooed as an homage to him. Holy fuck, that's an even better idea. It's not gonna be as big as his. <laughs> but yeah, where would I put that? I can put it on my like No, you gotta put it, you gotta put it in the same spot. Oh my Let's god. Get, make it a true homage. Uh I, somebody's <laughs> done that. Somebody's had to have done that. If not for Sugar Man, just because they love some girl named Sugar. Sugar. I, I love a girl named Sugar. She was the host on YTV's The Zone. <laughs> um just on i was just looking up the cover on ebay as you were talking about it for generation next number two and there's like there there's like one there's lots of lots of them for sale but only one that's like first sugar man (gasps) the rest are just like straight generation next number two i'm clapping because i love that person actually how much is he selling it for is that that an inflated price (laughs) no he's selling it Issues number two and three for six dollars. Okay, yeah. Did I mention that the eBay, the the cheapest eBay one I saw was a dollar twenty four plus seven dollars and fifty two cents shipping for Generation Next number two. Yes. Oh, I found a better one. <gasps> I have one here that's one dollar Canadian plus five fifty Canadian for shipping. Oh shit! What? How come I didn't see those? Oh well. It's an it's an auction. Maybe you weren't looking at auctions. Oh no, I, I always look by it now because auctions are like flaky. Yeah, you know that this is not going to go for over a dollar. Oh no, God no! I've um yeah, you go to any comic book store and if if their shit is organized, you're gonna find all four generation X's right side by side with multiple issues, if not like just a dozen. In some places, that package like full sets. I've seen this package together. One that has Generation Next Two and Three for Sugar Man actually has three watchers. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know why. why. <laughs> right? Uh, maybe um, he's going to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and sh- everyone's going to get Sugar Man fever. Sugar fever. <laughs> I, that would be the greatest April Fool's joke in history is if oh, he showed up. God. It's like when when Shatterstar showed up for Deadpool 2, I was super pumped. Maybe they'll bring in my sugar man. (laughs) Hope not. (laughs) Yeah, let's do my number. This is my number two. Let me just scroll down here. My number two is the Uncanny X-Men number 393. That is from May 2001 Marvel Comics. The key comments for this issue, there is one. It has a Magneto appearance, which... This is a, like, Magneto's in this a lot, so I don't know how you would say it's a Magneto appearance, and it's an X-Men book, so I call bullshit on that. You can't be like, guys, there's an X-Men book out here? Fucking Magneto's in it. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. And this is a, since I have the census in front of me, it is a Scott, Scott Lobdell story, Tom Randy and Scott Hannah art, and this is a Ian Churchill cover. The census for it is... 24.9.8 24.9.8 universals. That's just a standard grading. Okay. Yep. Yep. Three signature series for it. 
Um, for 9.6, you have three universals, one signature series. 9.4, you have one signature series. And this issue has a total of 33 slabs available. So the cover of this, um, this is a, I don't know how many, part of the, how many parts of the story it is. It is Eve of Destruction, part three. And this has Professor X. I think it's Professor X. Um, or oh, this might be Magneto because Magneto was bald in it. Fuck, I have no idea who this is on the cover. I think it's Professor X. Anyways, he's kind of wrapped up in wire and just like laying there. Mr. Man is dying slowly. Anyways. You you literally have this comic I, book. I have no but idea. But you who's don't know who this character is. It's a bald man with like clothes on. It's probably Professor X. <laughs> but like he's he's not wearing Professor X E clothes. He's wearing jeans. Professor X wouldn't with wear cargo jeans. pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Did Rob Liefeld draw this cover? <laughs> right. No, it was right. Churchill. Churchill, what are you doing? Um, anyways, my personal note for this is um, this is the first appearance of Baby Sugar Man, and he is so oh my fucking God. I know that um, when we discussed, I think it was off, was it off the air or on the air about how there was a Baby Sugar Man? I told you, it's like, I have the issue. I have no idea what it is. And all the online sites, for whatever reason, mentioned Baby Sugar Man, but they don't say what comic it is. And I forgot completely about Baby Sugar Man. <laughs> but... This one that I just looked up has in the, so it says Uncanny X-Men 393 from 2001. First, the evil babies. Yes, because baby apocalypse is in it. Baby, uh, there's there's like five different baby villains in it. It's one panel. Sorry, it's one full page panel, I should say, or just one full page. It's all the, whoever the mutants were in this issue. They, I don't know if they're like jumping time. I just had to find the page so I could see it. Sugar Man has like little horns and normally he has like a full head of hair. He just has like the little um, the little baby spit curl in the center of his forehead going up. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> so right now on eBay, you can buy a 9.2 signed by Scott, uh, Hannah, and Tom Rainey for $75 Canadian plus 25 bucks shipping. You found a CGC online? Yeah, there's what, one on eBay. What is with my searches? I searched girl. I was going from lowest to highest. That's what the issue was. I'm an idiot. So did you want me to send that to you so you can put a bid in? Um, First sugar babies. Come on. What does it say on the actual? It just says Magneto. It says Magneto. Oh, okay. Oh, let me fucking see it. <laughs> but no, <laughs> I'm okay. 75? Mm, no. Yeah, no. 75. Now, if it had said, if it had said first baby sugar man, you would yes. have been in though, right? <laughs> yes. You would have totally been in. I would have jumped on that like um, a sugar baby on <laughs> sugar candy. <laughs> wow. What an amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're the worst. So that's the Uncanny X-Men 393 first baby sugar man. Should be like sugar kid, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or like, why not just call him sugar baby? Sugar, oh my God. Sugar hey, baby. Sugar baby. Dan, what is your number? I'll just be your number three then, right? Yeah. My number three was X-Man number seven. Okay. I did not pick that one. I, I do have an X-Man comic, but that is not it. Sure. So you know how I picked this one? How? I found a list of all of Sugar Man's appearances and oh. I randomly selected it. Oh, is that what you did? So did you <laughs> Completely pick... at random. Did you get that from comicvine.gamespot.com? Comicvine.gamespot slash backslash Sugar Man sucks. Uh. <laughs> Apostrophe. Yeah, they, they, have a, they have a good listing of um, 217 Sugar Man appearances. This one only had about 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this was my pick number... Three, CGC notes, Marvel Comics, September 95. So very shortly after his first appearance, Jeff Loeb story, Steve Gross, Phil Hester, Matt Ryan, and Bud LaRosa. Oh, Bud LaRosa and Keith Williams. Are, this one does say Sugar Man appearance. Ooh, nice. The census has two 9.8s and that's all she wrote. Oh, wow. Nice. And so, you know, that I like to try to find what the plot of the issue is so I can like contribute something about the plot, right? Yeah. So I typed into Google X-Man number seven plot and it said, did you mean X-Man number seven or X-Men 37 or X-Men 700 or X-Men 777? Yeah, and I said, right. no, no. And there was one hit and it took me to a, um, to a chat board. And 
so the only thing that I could find, the only thing I could find about this comic was a comment posted on a chat board. So um, thank you, Jaublia, for the comment, quote, well, what was the point of all that, end quote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, no, this is, that's when I gave up. Like when I couldn't even find a plot other than that quote, I went, yeah, what is the point of all this? I'm going to bed. It's midnight. <laughs> so that's, that's all for number for your third pick. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything more. Yeah. I started to look up another issue and, but then I just gave up. All right. So I guess we'll move on to my number four. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. So my number four, and I'm, I'm going to give you some time to start your typing so you can look it up as well. <laughs> My number four is Magneto number 19. This is from August 15th, 2015, published by Marvel Comics. So this is a Colin Bunn story uh, with art by Paul Davidson. And the cover is by David Yarden. <laughs> um, the census for this comic is there is one total. It is for a 9.8 Two reasons why I picked this book. The standard cover is amazing. It is a picture of Sugar Man from the bottom looking up at Magneto as Magneto is wrapped around his tongue, struggling to break free. This is, um, it's an amazing cover. Inside of it, Magneto goes to Sugar Man. I can't remember to get his help. And Sugar Man basically, it's like, yeah, like come this way. And it gives Magneto some information. And I think Sugar Man's about to blackmail him and Magneto just throws a bunch of metal poles like through <laughs> Sugar Man's eye in his mouth and leaves him for dead. Sugar Man does not attack Magneto in this comic book whatsoever. So the cover is really deceiving, but the cover is amazing. The second thing about this cover or about a variant cover is it is mm-hmm. the first appearance of Gwenito. Who <laughs> we just talked up. about. Yeah, which yep. that is a coincidence. But I, I do have this comic. And the funny thing is, is I think I think Cody grabbed me this issue because whenever we went anywhere comic book shopping, we could only find the Gwenito cover. We could not find the standard cover anywhere. And I believe he was in Vancouver and he went to a comic book shop and they had the Sugar Man cover. He's like, fuck, Adam needs that. And he texted me like the moment he saw us, like, do you still need that Sugar Man cover of Magneto? And I'm like, yes, I do. And he grabbed it for me. And thank you, Cody, for grabbing me this amazing cover. And yeah, that's that is Magneto number 19. Dan, do you have any input for this one? <laughs> I do have some input. That was actually on my list of comics that I was going to look up. Like that oh. was on my short list. Okay. And if I had stuck with it for an extra 10 minutes, I would have looked this one up. And you would have been like, shit, this has stuff to talk about. But I didn't. <laughs> However, you can get a uh, Magneto number 19 with the good cover that you like signed by Cullen Bunn on eBay right now for $7.53 Ooh, plus shipping. Is that a graded version? No, obviously not. I was going to say for $9. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> one, um, I don't think I even saw CGC of the Gwenito version that I, I obviously I didn't look that hard, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I should have been sorting from highest price to lowest price. But beforehand, when we would find, when I would find the comics on eBay, I was trying to find deals for people or cheap versions. But yeah, it makes sense that there's tons of those older issues just at a lower price. And I just didn't scroll down far enough, but there wasn't a lot of results to begin with. Yeah. Now, did you check the census for this one? Yeah, I just said it. It was one. Oh, I wasn't listening. I want to, like, I, I honestly want to submit something to CGC that has not been submitted so I can have that one and be like, this is me. That's on my fucking shelf right there. Nobody else has this comic book. Do you have any comics that are CGC that there's only one of? Um. I don't think so. I think that everything I have, see what you need to do is get like something like an indie comic or something, you know, cause then nobody else is going to. Um, here's what's ridiculous and weird is that Magneto 19 CGC on uh, eBay. I scroll down like a little bit and walking dead is coming up. Like walking dead is coming up first appearance of Ezekiel. Like, what does that have to do with Magneto number 19? Yeah, I know that eBay was just like, we didn't find this, but you might like this. And I'm like, but you might like any of these 700 very unrelated things. Yeah. How much was your, your copy was like eight bucks 
signed? Yeah, seven fifty three. I think I said, and it was also best offer. So what? Yeah, you can send that into CBCS and get their signature series. Yeah, you could. I would never do it, but you could. Yeah, the um the cheapest one that I saw on there not signed was three dollars eighty five cents with five dollars shipping, and I think that was within Canada. Was that for the good cover? For the for the Sugarman cover, yes. Nice. So since you have nothing, my next <laughs> my next issue is X Man ninety seven. I was gonna say I already did number seven. So if you look up X Man, it's X Man ninety seven for nineteen ninety seven. It's the annual for that year. And it, it, yeah, I guess it doesn't even have a, other than 97, it doesn't have a month that it was released, but I assume that would be in December, November, correct? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. The CGC notes on this one is 1997 annual and wrap around cover. Sugar Man is on this cover. Uh, just, just his hand. And then the rest <laughs> of his, him is on the back of the issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And this takes place, I believe this is going to take place in the Age of Apocalypse universe because it says, together for the first time, Nemesis, Sugar Man, Dark Beast, Nate Gray. So it's all Age of Apocalypse characters. And I believe Nemesis was called Holocaust at one point. Okay. Yeah, this issue has three overall CGC slabs, two 9.8s, and one 9.2. All of them standard, not signature series. So people have sent this one in. I'm looking at mine. Mine looks fine, but I would say mine mine looks like it'd be well, like the corners are sharp. I'm not seeing any like thing wrong with it. It'd, it'd be over nine, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, this is a Christopher Golden story with Ramen Bernardo art. So this one on eBay, um, I found it for two dollars and seventy five cents plus four dollars ninety eight shipping. Shipping. Not bad. Not uh, bad. Yeah. So it's. After seeing this, I looked up online. I'm like, how come nobody's made clear comic backboards? So I'm like, nobody's made that. I'm going to look it up. I'm fucking wrong. People have made clear comic backboards. I'm like, oh man, I kind of want to buy a bunch of these just for issues that have wraparound covers or for issues. um, A lot of comic books have movie posters or video game ads on the backs and the backs of comics are in my opinion, like that's a time capsule. The front of a comic is beautiful art. The back of it is a time capsule. And these standard boards are hiding the history of what was being advertised at that time. It's like watching a uh, movie that your parents recorded on VHS. Like, let's watch this. And then a commercials hit. You do not fast forward those commercials anymore because you need to see that. That's nostalgia running to your brain. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, when, as you started talking about this, I immediately could picture like some, the silver age ads that were so prevalent and the video game ads that would milk got milk was a big one in the nineties oh, comics. Right. Yep. You had, I was gonna, well, MJ, Michael Jordan on the back of the, of the comics, like holding his ball with like the mustache and even Buffy did that at one point or yep. Sarah Michelle Geller. I remember, well, if you go on eBay and you search up hackers posters, there oh, was, geez. yeah. There was one person selling the poster that I think says like hack off like this date. And it's um, Annalena Jolie like doing like a handgun. Um, and so her full body, but like it just like probably like four inches high. And I'm like, I, I want that page because it's a part of marketing that you can't get anywhere. And I finally was buying a, I think it was an X-Force comic that I needed. And on the back of it was that, it was that ad. And I'm like, holy shit, here's the ad. Unfortunately, this is like, it's either the third or fourth appearance of Deadpool. <laughs> so it costs a little bit of money. And I don't like Deadpool. I was just filling in those gaps for my X-Force comics. And, and I'm like, I know what an issue that has. It. I know an issue that has it. I'm not buying another one of these so I can cut that poster off the back of it. Because <laughs> it costs like, it was like $10, but I'm, I'm not paying that. If I could figure out what other comic books had it, I would buy another one. Here's the thing. Wouldn't you pay $10 for a good, nice poster? The size of a comic? <sighs> Like maybe if it was, no. pr- maybe if it was pre-framed for me. <laughs> Here's what you need to do. You need to go through every 90s comic and catalog all the ads and create a database. Oh my God. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I need clear backboards too now though. <laughs> that's yeah. going to, yeah, that's going to be a like later tonight search, maybe tomorrow search thing. But, but yeah, I want clear backboards now. Not a bunch, just enough. But then I'm going to look through all my comic books for like those awesome like backings. It's going to take forever. I wonder if any of uh, any of the 
Hey Kids guys has any of those backboards. It seems like something Marty would have. Yeah, I'm, I I would assume, oh well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe they, what if they don't know they exist? But I assume that they're all going to be like, oh yeah, I've never seen them, but I assume that those exist. No, I literally saw somebody post, and I think Marty maybe even commented on it because it was about uh, a Captain Canuck sketch cover that was on the back of a book because what Chapter House did for a while is they would print a blank cover like a blank back cover and so andrew thomas would use that to sketch at conventions and stuff so you'd have the regular cover on the front and then the blank cover on the back when they do the blank cover on the back it's flipped upside down right correct okay i was gonna say oh my god i would lose my mind if it wasn't (laughs) why though why because you know the staples are on that side so when you have a comic bag like you can see the staples It, it would just look wrong it's like watching somebody drive a european car in town seeing them on the wrong like them sitting in the wrong seat so they're in the passenger yeah i try to ram them you try to ram them (laughs) (laughs) every time get back on the right side of right side of the car your quad (laughs) so that was my number four my number five is deadpool and the mercs for money oh yes issue number four released in july of 2016 marvel comics this is the this is the ron Lim variant cover which is an amazing picture of sugar man very upset looks like he's breaking through a wall with a kicking deadpool behind him holding two swords and some someone else behind deadpool at first i thought it was cannonball because he doesn't have legs and it looks like um it looks like he's coming through a portal at first i thought he was like blasting off but i have no idea who that is And for the census for this issue, we have four total with three being a 9.8 and one being a 9.6, both um, universal non-signature series books. Sweet. Uh, I'm just on eBay right now. And that is a pretty sweet cover, though. It is an amazing cover. And I don't remember where I got it. (laughs) I might have bought it off eBay. But yeah, it's an amazing cover. Sugar Man looks so sad. He does. He's got like this. He, he just looks like he's about to cry. Yeah, his um his normal mouth. Like if you looked it up, at it upside down, that is how his mouth should look. And yeah, it's just it's a. Did you just do that to make me flip my phone and you would know that I was doing that? <laughs> well, I did it to the comic book holding my hand. But yeah, like it's <laughs> he needs to turn that frown upside down and become the happy sugar Come man. On, I <laughs> and he, he looks really sad. And yeah, I don't know who that other character is. Now, this one, there's one for sale, for 385 or best offer and $5 shipping. And it's a very, it's variant edition. Like this is a beautiful cover. Beautiful. Yeah. If, you, if you're a Sugar Man fan and Deadpool, it's fine. I found one even cheaper, but the shipping's higher. 250 Oh my God. 20 bucks shipping though. And this is so, I believe Ron Lim, didn't he... Didn't we bring him up last week or last episode? Because didn't he do the Gwenpool cover, the first Gwenpool? Oh, he might have. I don't have my notes in front of me. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that he did. Actually, I use the same Word document and have all my notes for everything that we've done here, all just at the tip of my fingers. So let me just scroll on up. Ron Lim cover. It was correct. Great art, Mr. Lim. Love it. You did Sugar Man justice. Other than him being a little scared. <laughs> the other thing um, that I noticed too is in the original um, first and second appearance of Sugar Man, his tongue looks like paper. So it's like literally paper thin. This one does have it like has depth to it. It kind of looks almost like a venom tongue. So I don't know if that was something that just got changed over time, but his tongue looked like almost like a paper scarf. Like it looked like origami almost like it, had a really n- neat look where now it just looks like a normal tongue. Was it functional though? Um, yeah, he, he wrapped it around Magneto in that one where it's still, yeah. His his tongue was very sharp. Like it, it didn't bend, it folded. So it did look like paper, like there was no curves to it. But over time, people just drew it as a normal tongue, which I, I believe it was always supposed to be a paper razor sharp tongue. Interesting. One of the other things I want to mention is that um, I already mentioned that he has two action figures. I have both of them. Yeah. He also does have a Hero Clicks figure, which if you know what Hero Clicks is, it's like a tabletop game. And there is a Sugar Man figure for it. Super expensive or else I would own it. And I don't know why <laughs> it's expensive. And when I've gone to hobby shops or card shops, they'll have like 
hero click bins and i'm like oh fuck, i don't know if they have sugar man and i go through them I'm like oh no sugar man they'll ask like oh is there a certain figure you're looking for and i'll be like sugar man and they're like who <laughs> i was gonna make a searching for sugar man joke but oh the man with the guitar i yeah I, i've never seen the movie i've only ever seen the cover because when i've been searching for my sugar man <laughs> <laughs> search for my sugar man that is the sugar man or just sugar man marvel's greatest forgotten hero actually i know two comics that you and i did not do that we should have done we should have done the death of sugar man which Mm. yes and then there is the not rebirth of sugar man sugar man i i have the issue in my clz comic app for when where he just randomly appears which is the amazing spider-man volume 5 issue number 39 where sugar man just randomly appears in it and there's no reason for why he is alive again because i i don't remember what issue he died in but i i need to get it was it bishop who killed him you 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 tell me how would i know oh fuck i have no i can't even remember i have a couple of x-men issues where it's like x-men i don't remember the issue number like it's it's further but anyways it's two covers of bishop in it and Sugar Man's in each of them. I just don't, I've never read them. I just bought them because they were Sugar Man issues. Hilarious. Yeah, there, there is a death of Sugar Man and then a re- reappearance of Sugar Man, which neither one of us chose that one. The Spider-Man, I don't, there's nothing special about that issue. And I doubt there's anything special about the death of Sugar Man issue either. But I, it would be interesting to see if anybody graded them to see the, the notes. But we're not going to. No, I'm not looking it up right now. <laughs> Hey, Dan, what is our next episode about? You know, Adam, I was thinking, since we did your favorite character this week, maybe we should do my favorite character next time. So how about we do Captain Canuck? Captain Canuck. Ooh, I know some things about Captain Canuck. I'm excited. But I will say Sugar Man is not my favorite character. He's my favorite villain. Shatterstar is my favorite character. (laughs) Well, we've done your favorite characters already anyways, so. This is true. I I, I got the shit out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for listening to the sugar man episode if you like sugar man let us know email us at a kind of garbage at gmail.com with your comments your love of sugar man tell us stories about sugar man don't forget to visit a kind of which i believe right now is forwarding people to a website called allmylinks.com which just has all the links for associated with our website including our friends the friends of the podcast don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at A Kind of Garbage, Facebook at A Kind of Garbage Pod, and also our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash A Kind of Garbage, which eventually we will be adding a comic book section. What were we going to talk about? Ooh. I don't know yet. We're something, right, Dan? <laughs> sure, if you say so. Sugar Man. Which, oh, the Sugar Man podcast? Ooh. <laughs> there are 215 issues. If we do every single issue and talk about them, that's, uh, that's an idea that we are not going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you can find myself on Twitter at Presto Adam and with Dan, Martin, Chris, and Chris on the Hey Kids Comics radio show Friday nights at 8 p.m. on Trent Radio, 92.7 CFFFFM. Dan, where can the listeners find you? You can listen to my music discovery podcast on Spotify. It's Gather Round, the listening post. That's Gather Round, just round, not a round, just round, the listening post. With that said, I'm Adam Bishop. I'm Dan Collins. And watch out for the tongue of the sugar man. (laughs) Hey, Adam, do you know what really crinkles my comics? No, what crinkles your comics, Dan? First appearances. We've done this so many times. Fake first appearances, but specifically this time. The first appearance of the comic character's creators on the cover of a comic being touted as a first appearance. Uh, just on the cover, right? Have they been, have, have, does that count if they've been inside the comic? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how hard you're, you're shilling this thing. Uh, t- t- tell me a story. <laughs> the specific issue I'm talking about is a new-ish issue of the Ninja Turtles, where I think it, I don't even know if it's the actual cover or if it's a variant cover, but it has uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird in, I believe you see them through a window in the background. 
they're standing in a window in the background of the comic and it was up for sale as the first appearance of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird on the cover of a Ninja Turtles cover. I hate it. I hate everything. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it too. It's so awful. Where's my first appearance of Stanley and Jack Kirby on comics now? I need to know. Yeah. I I mean, I guarantee they're there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Do you remember um, when Stanley passed away, there was a big run on one comic where he was on the cover. It was a photo cover with him on the cover. I can't remember what it was, but everybody was like, get your first appearance of Stan Lee. And it was just ridiculous. Even like if it was a photo cover, it's not even like, it's not even artist rendition. It's just a picture of him. He's been in other like forms of media as a photo. So that wouldn't even count. It'd be like a first picture in like on a comic book cover of a photo of Stan Lee. It's like, no one, no one cares. Like, it shouldn't like doesn't does his his mom have his first appearance which is his baby photos or the placenta <laughs> the, i don't think she still has the placenta oh some people freak think that out. would have gone bad by now who has that first picture of stanley as a baby <laughs> probably his kids at this point unless it's been sold on oh, ebay oh, by his daughter wah, wah. i'm currently looking up first appearance of stanley to see if i can uh, find what that issue is but instead, it just brings up all the signature series on his first appearances because, you know, he signed everything. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of um, I posted in our chat group for um, Hey Kids Comics radio show about how I forgot that I had bought the IB4E comic done by yeah. um, Sam Keith. And I said, like, oh, like, fun fact, first appearance of the Max, like, true appearance. And Martin, Martin said, like, it's a, I think it was an advertisement in that book. He's like, it doesn't count. And he starts yelling at me, which is hilarious. But yeah, I bought that comic book for two bucks because it was, was a Keith comic. And then when I looked it up, that's when it said, like, oh, f- first the Max in it. So I don't know if it's an advertisement for, like, an upcoming book. No. If it's, what if it's original art of the Max that doesn't appear th- um, in in the future of the series. Does that count? I don't know. Do I just count? don't know. But you see, you see prototypes listed like, you know, first proto Hulk. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a character that they used once and went, wait, wait, this is good. Let's make this into a different character. But that actually is an ongoing thing. Yeah. You know? So I think it was Marvel age number 41 that it has Stanley on the cover uh, there's a CGC SS signed by Stan 9.2 that's up for 600 bucks right now. But yeah, when I saw the cover, I was like, oh yeah, I think that was it. Okay. I, I was going to say, I have a bunch of Marvel ages. I have 98, 102, 116, and 127, all amazing X-Men covers. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you know the exact issues that you have? Oh, I have my CLZ app open. I, I literally just like scroll down. There's a 9.6 signed by Stan for $878 that has 24 watchers. Oh, they're like signed by the man. First appearance of Stanley in comics. First autograph. Well, not first autograph, but yeah, I can see people <laughs> wanting that. Marvel zombies, eh? Yeah. You can, you can get just a regular issue for 37 bucks, your best offer. 